Radio Daily for Halfway Day. And I don't know why people would be, you know, incredibly tired and dying and whatever, but uh, it sounds really good that way, so we're going to go with it. We're going to make that work. Hey, welcome to the 10th of August, or as folks call it, National Lazy Day. Oh, so we're not doing the show today? Got my name written on. No, we're not going to do this at all. This one, I, okay. no one will see this. We'll probably just play the closing. Yeah. <laughs> GRD is licensed under click. Geekradiodata.com. All that stuff. The folks bringing to you today the man that will make it quite clear what he's talking about that there's podcasting with Siegfried. Snack time's my favorite time. Except for lunchtime and dinner time. And me, I'm the guy that learned things when he got older. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Is it killing or a huge rush? I wish I'd started at a much younger age. Much younger age. What happened this day, sir? 1675, the foundation stone of the Royal Greenwich Observatory in London is laid by King Charles II. Ew. 1846, an act of Congress signed by U.S. President James K. Polk establishes the Smithsonian Institution as a trust to administer the generous bequest of James Smithson in an amount over $500,000. Smithson? Not Smithson. The Smithson was the Smithsonian because of the Smithson. Just like you would be the Siegfriedian if someone made something for you. But we call it the Smithsonian, not the Smithsonian. (laughs) That was very confusing. 1928, Baird demonstrates, specifically John Logie Baird, uh, demonstrates television pictures with a stereoscopic relief effect. I believe... That's 3D. Ooh, 1932, an 11.2 pound, 5.1 kilogram, chondrite-type meteorite breaks into at least seven pieces and lands near the town of Archie, do-do-do-do-do-do, in Cass County, Missouri. 1960, an ejected space capsule from Discovery, or Discoverer 13, is discovered, or recovered, wow, words, (laughs) I can read, after it returns from orbit, becoming the first human-made object ever recovered from space. 1966, the first lunar orbiter, Lunar Orbiter 1, huh, is launched on a mission to photograph potential landing sites for the Apollo and Surveyor missions. Imagine all the conspiracy theories if it had been named 12. <laughs> also, a daylight meteor is seen from Utah to Canada. It is the only known case of a meteor entering the Earth's atmosphere and then leaving again. Like, yeah, you guys, I don't like you. 1983, a cockpit-style version of a Star Wars coin-operated arcade game was presented to George Lucas by Don Osborne, vice president of marketing for Atari, with an inscription that reads, A special thanks for creating the Force behind so much fun. Oh. 1984, MGM releases the action film Red Dawn to theaters, directed by John Milius, starring Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howell, Leah Thompson, and Powers Booth. It is the first widely distributed PG-13 film ever released. And is so tamed by today's PG-13 standards. 1987, Borland International releases the Quattro spreadsheet software for the IBM PC, not to be confused with that big razor. 1988, Dade Murphy crashes 1,507 computer systems in one day, including Wall Street trading systems, single-handedly causing a seven-point drop in the New York stock market. You know what? I blame it on hackers. I think he was trying to hack the planet. 1990, the NASA space probe Magellan arrives at its planned polar orbit around the planet Venus, collecting radar images of the surface in strips about 10 to 17 miles wide and returns the data via radio. The Magellan mission also provides gravity and atmospheric measurements. Danny Trejo, a part of that one, too. Sure. 1992, the first South Korean satellite, Kitsat-A, is launched. 1994, the first Turkish satellite, Turksat-1B, is launched. After orbital tests, Turksat-1B will go into service... Later, and we'll tell you about it then. 
Aboard the International Space Station, Russian cosmonaut Yuri Melanchenko becomes the first person married in space. During the wedding, his bride, Ekaterina Dimitrivia, teleconferences with Melanchenko from Texas. Everyone's getting married in space in 2003. 2004, the iTunes Music Store adds the millionth song to its library of available selections. It was MacArthur Park. I don't know. I don't know what it was. 2005, astronomers discover the first triple asteroidal system, which consists of two satellites orbiting the asteroid 87 Sylvia. Same day, same year, Lee Sung Sop, a 20-year-old industrial boiler repairman, dies of exhaustion in Tegu, South Korea, after playing the real-time strategy game StarCraft continuously for over 49 hours at an internet cafe. Yeah, the problem isn't with the game, it's with the person. Just turn the game off, man. 2007, Lionsgate Entertainment releases the horror action film Skinwalkers, directed by James Isaac and starring Jason Bear, Elias Kataeus, Rona Mitra, and Kim Coates. You don't hear Rona Mitra enough at all anymore. Birthdays? Brandon Thwaites is 33, from Maleficent, Gods of Egypt, and Pirates, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Ari Boyland is 35, that's Flynn, in Power Rangers RPM. Angie Harmon is 50 from Law & Order, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, and Rizzoli and Isles. Justin Thoreau is 51 from American Psycho, Mulholland Drive, Iron Man D. Oh, I believe Justin Thoreau was also in Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, good call. Yeah. Claudia Christian is 57. The Hidden and Innova on Babylon 5. Antonio Banderas is 62 from Desperado, Four Rooms, Spy Kids, Mark of Zorro, and Puss in Boots. That guy keeps getting more and more handsome. I saw him in <laughs> Uncharted and is just like, sir, stop it. Just stop it. Rick Overton is 68 from Willow, Die Hard, Groundhog Day, Eight-Legged Freaks, The Rocketeer. Diane. got something to do with Windows. <laughs> Diane Venora is 70 from Wolfen, FX, Romeo Plus, Juliet, 13th Warrior. Born to stay no longer with us in 1889, Charles Darrow. An American game designer created Monopoly. You mean took the landlord's game and changed the name? 1898, Jack Haley, the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. 1913, Noah Beery Jr., Rocketship XM, Standing Tall, The Rockford Files, and The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. 1914, Jeff Corey from The Killers, Arsenic and Old Lay, Superman and the Mole Men, Sword of the Sorcerer, Conan the Destroyer, and Fist of the North Star. How old was Jeff Corey when they recorded Mr. Brightside? <laughs> 1927, Vernon Washington from The Last Starfighter, Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. 1939, Kate O'Mara from Horror of Frankenstein and was the Ronnie in Doctor Who. On CBS, we got a new Big Brother. Civil War on a new The Challenge USA. That would be a challenge. ABC's got a rerun of The Connors, Goldbergs, Abbott Elementary, Home Economics, and a rerun of Pressure Luck. Reruns. NBC Qualifiers 1 results on a new America's Got Talent. Heidi Klum and Jimmy Fallon on a new Password and a rerun of Chicago PD. No Password was a thing. Fox, Winner's Mystery Box, Christine Ha on a new Master Chef, and then the season finale, the season 17 finale of a new soap. You think you can dance? CW, Jennifer and cryptozoologist Nick Venezuela investigate sightings of the enigmatic sea creature reported to be hiding in Lake Champlain on a new Mysteries Decoded and a new Wellington Paranormal. Freeform tensions arise between Jaden and Phoebe due to Jaden's desire to fix Phoebe. Huh, ooh, what? Jessica, Malika, and Michael attempt to reunite the feuding siblings on a new Everything's Trash. AMC has the Shawshank Redemption. Get busy watching or get busy dying. FX has got Thor, huh. Ragnarok. So good. 
FXM, Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bibby. See, like, it's just a thing now. It's it's in regular rotation again. I'm not sure mm-hmm. why. Like, maybe... Does TGF Fridays have anything to do with this? I don't know. Is it marketing no campaign? Idea. Siffy. You know, been struggling with the moral ambiguity of his mission to destroy mankind. Harry may now be the only hope for humanity with the arrival of another extraterrestrial race bent on conquering the Earth on a new resident alien. Whoa. TBS has all of the wrestling dynamite, bro. Science Channel, India's Fireball Mountain, which sounds like that board game from the 80s on New Strange Evidence, but we're watching the <laughs> Lifetime Movie Network. A journalism major befriends a shy freshman and decides to join her when she rushes a sorority with a plan to write an expose about hazing, but what she uncovers is a dark and deadly secrets that are shared between members of the <laughs> sisterhood Shannon Doherty and Favor Onwa, starring Dying to Belong. You know, I watched a version of this movie that was quite different than what they're going to be showing tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Stefan and Chad investigate a residential hotel that's recently burned down. The spirits of the people who died in this fire possess Chad, which leads to some clues about what actually happened. Now, now, Reverend Abe tries to get the spirits out of Chad, and he's exactly the coach that Chad needs to keep it all together. Because, see, he's dealt with this kind of stuff before, like the time he helped Stella deal with those invaders from Mars. Hashtag Chad. Forever. Don't you have a letter to read or something? Well, yes. Greetings, GRD crew. I am writing from Tempe, Arizona, where I am on a work assignment and enjoying the unique pleasures, cough, of corporate bureaucracy and thunderstorms that don't really cool things down and just make the desert heat muggy. I'm at a slight disadvantage trying to guess where Chad and Abby are being on the road and all, but with the actor I gleaned from yesterday and the actor I gleaned from today, I think that they might be on... If not, you've stumped me. For now. Cheers. That's from the now known as Jay Radimus. Nice. And yeah, well, at least we stumped you for, I'm going to say two days, because we're reading it on Wednesday. I understand you wrote it yesterday, but in my mind, we stumped you for two whole days. Yay! <laughs> I know that's not true, and if you'd like to berate me and explain how math works, by all means, drop a note to podcast at geekradiodaily.com, or of course, a voicemail or text message. You need these numbers. 510-GRD-CURL. The Ideas Start Here podcast is a science-based, informative, entertaining view on immunizations and general health-related topics. Featuring me, your host, Jack Mankin. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Or listen directly on your phone, computer, or any other device from the website www.stchealth.com. Looks like you got the flu. Looks like you just got the flu. The Ideas Start Here podcast. Hi, this is for a Geek Radio Daily Sweep the Leg from Marty Sensei Code. See? And that was that was before Cobra Kai. He was still just going, yeah, I'm the bastard you love to hate, but your mom will still do... Oh, hi, everyone. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. That's a very serious book, man. Book, man. Now it's your comic shops and also these things. Well, from DC Comics, we've got Blood Syndicate Season 1, number 4 of 6, Future State Gotham, number 16, Sandman Special Edition, number 1. What began as a battle for Earth has become a war for the galaxy as the epic final chapter in the massive deceased franchise is here. 
The emergence of a reborn, undead dark side and deceased dead planet sets the stage for the most devastating conflict yet for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. As the anti-life equation spreads into the cosmos, the survivors of Earth prepare for the coming apocalypse and realize their only hope could lie in the most powerful surviving hero from deceased, a war of the undead gods. One of eight. Marvel acts. Judgment Day, two of six. Captain Carter wraps up her five. Ghost Rider Vengeance forever. Number one. And in the near future, a young girl sees her family slaughtered by the deadliest and most feared hunter in the universe. A predator. Years later, though her ship is barely holding together and food's running short, that won't st- Theta won't stop stalking the spaceways until the Yajuta monster who killed her family is dead. In Predator, number one. From Behemoth Comics, we've got Blind Alley, number four of five. Dark Beach, five of six. Space Lady, number two. From Dark Horse, we've got Ward, three of four. And from Boom Studios, we've got Power Rangers, number 22. And what if all the legends are true? Own a relic from once in future history with the long-awaited return of the original six issues of the Eisner Award-nominated series, each with an exclusive new cover. Contains Once in Future, One Through Six, by New York Times bestselling author Kieran Gillen and Russ Manning, featuring award-winning artist Dan Mora in Once in Future Grail Pack, number one. From IDW Publishing, Dungeons & Dragons Annual 2022, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, best of storm, shadow, number one. Kill Lock, the art. The Artisan Wraith, or the Artesian Wraith, six of seven, depending on how fancy you are. Over at Image, A Town Called Terror, number five. Eight Billion Genies, three of eight. Slumber, number six. And Jasmine Hawthorne was a hard-edged Nazi hunter who trained her children well in the art of espionage. But in 1998, when her complicated past finally catches up with her, it's up to the three estranged daughters, Rose, Poppy, and Violet, to solve their mom's murder if they can avoid killing each other in the process. Deadliest bouquet. One of five. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Taking a look at the world from a geeky point of view. Words I thought would never escape my lips. A live-action film adaptation of iconic arcade game Pac-Man is at the works at the Bandai and Namco Entertainment and Wayfair Studios. But didn't we already have pixels? Pac-Man, of course, a coin-operated staple, a game in which you play a yellow circle with a mouth who must move through amazing pellets while being pursued by colorful ghosts as the difficulty increased. But didn't we already have Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? The project will be based on an original idea from Lightbeam Entertainment's Chuck Williams, Son of the Hedgehog, who will produce alongside Justin Baldini, Manu Gurji, Tim Kwok, and Andrew Kaloff. Ooh, a gritty reboot. It's because he's addicted to the pellets and the ghosts are his past, aren't they? The game previously spawned multiple sequels and variations of Hanna-Barbera cartoon and a Disney XD series. The cartoon was unique, but I'm sure we're all looking forward to the ghosts being played by the Langoliers and Pac-Man being voiced by Chris Pratt. I'm going to need a lot of pellets to get through this. <laughs> Some tuning into Netflix's highly anticipated series adaptation of Neil Gaiman's comic magnum opus, The Sandman, have reportedly been confused over some creative choices with the show's aspect ratio. Uh, uh, the black bars on the top are supposed to be there. There's nothing wrong with your TV. The series delves into fantasy realms where dreams hold sway, and the makers of the series play with that by using slightly distorted cinematography at times. The result makes the cast seem to have slightly elongated faces and gives locations a surreal, stretched look. 
um, throwing like you're looking through a a, a door peephole or something like that. You know, kind of like when you look through the peephole in a door. Some viewers, however, have mistaken it for a technical issue with Netflix's stream. There's been enough confusion that a spokesperson for Netflix has issued a statement having to confirm the image distortion is a deliberate creative choice. As you'll note, many of the environments are surreal in the series, and we often say it's quite like a dream. Quite that it's quite what a dream would feel like. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. For real? P- people thought there was something wrong? Could they could mm-hmm. they not figure this out for themselves? Yep. The statement comes as reviews for the series have been very good, with criticisms mostly being about the series being possibly too slavishly loyal to the comic at the cost of some not quite gelling with the material's inherent strangeness. Okay, that and bigoted people not liking choices made by the creator of the source material. Sheesh. This is a story about dream. Morpheus of the endless. He isn't normal. He's strange. And any view of things that is not strange is false. That's a good line. Isn't it? It is. People are fucking dumb. Can we just agree with that? People are fucking dumb. Some Burger King customers were left a bit confused and, you know, a little freaked out when they woke up yesterday to a receipt for a fast food order in their email, except they didn't order any food and the receipt was completely blank. Well, I once dreamed I ate a pillow when I woke up, all my marshmallows were gone. Wait, wait, no, that's not. Now, look, we've all ordered fast food in the middle of the night, so there's no shame there. But for, uh, some Burger King customers were left scratching their heads when they got a mysterious receipt in the email for a meal they never ordered. And the weird thing was that it was a blank order. And people took to Twitter to share their experiences and voice their confusion. Oh, I remember those commercials from back in the day. Maybe the Burger King just hasn't gotten around to randomly appearing in their bedrooms yet with food. Mike Clarish in New Jersey was actually able to get in touch with the Burger King regarding the blank received email. Kind of. He got the email about 12.09 a.m. overnight, and he reached out to customer service at Burger King. He explained that Burger King had no customer service number or contact readily available on their website. And after he reached out, he received another email indicating that the company had given him a refund for $23.74. But, you know... Since his most recent order was the blank receipt, he was refunded for his second most recent order, which he confirmed was back in November. Damn. I need to make sure to order like 100 bucks of Whoppers every other order. It appears these emails were sent out in one big swoop around midnight, with some customers receiving multiple emails, and it's certainly a mysterious, weird occurrence, given that these emails all went out at the same time. It's probable this is more of a system glitch on Burger King's end and have less of a hack from a third party, which the company confirmed in an email stating, We're aware of the issues, which was the result of an internal processing error. I guess they couldn't have it their way. Or is this some new wacky marketing scheme? Look, I never trusted the Burger King after those commercials. I mean, he was always sneaking around, and maybe he's just trying to find a successor, and they haven't figured out his ingenious puzzle. I guess there'll be no one to take his mask once he passes into the nether realm. And that's another thing you can bitch about with Sandman. Deal with it. Speaking of cursed items, like the Burger King's mask, they already have a long and storied history in the game Elden Ring. 
Players have been soft banned for collecting illicit panties hidden in the game files, for example. And some have tried to get others banned by forcing unauthorized items on one another. The whole thing has created a swirl of confusion around whether innocent players have gotten caught in the crossfire and from software is trying to fix that in its latest patch. Wait, 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 wait. Illicit panties? What the hell is this game about? Well, buried near the end of update 1.06's massive patch notes, the studio calls out a small but significant change to Elden Ring's nomenclature. Added the error text to unauthorized items. After the distribution of this update file, possession and the usage of these unauthorized items will be subject to warning or penalty after a certain period of time. Doesn't matter if you read the patch notes. You've been warned. In the early days of Elden Ring, one notorious hacker claimed to be getting players soft banned from the game by dumping hacked items into their inventory during online multiplayer sessions. Players later unearthed underwear for Fia that had been cut from the game and started passing it around via hacks themselves. Bans ensued for that as well. Like a medieval illicit panty raid. FromSoft patched out the bug and let players trade hacked items in update 1.04, but that wasn't the end of the story. Naturally, some players who said they never knowingly sought or traded hacked items claimed to have been caught up in the ban wave as well. Even now, some players worry when a stranger is being too generous. The latest update should put an end to some of those concerns and conspiracies. Well, I mean, you know, until they figure out a workaround, you know, like, what, three days after the patch drops? Now, any illicit items should be clearly marked as such. And what's more is it sounds like players will have some time to purge them from their inventory before there are any consequences. Of course, given FromSoft's fans' penchant for punishment... I wouldn't be surprised if someone goes the opposite route and tries to start hoarding them. How many error items can you collect before getting banned? The ultimate Elden Ring challenge. Now that is a challenge I wouldn't want to solo with a pot on my head. <laughs> a New York-based mattress company seeking professional sleepers to get paid for taking naps and documenting the experience on social media. Damn it, I'm only a hobbyist. Casper, a mattress firm founded in 2014, said on its website that it is hiring Casper sleepers willing to snooze in our stores and in unexpected settings out in the world. Casper? I tried applying to them, but they ghosted me. The chosen candidates will document their napping experience on social media. Because everyone takes cute pics when they're asleep. The listing says ideal candidates should have exceptional sleeping ability, the desire to sleep as much as possible, and an ability to sleep through anything. Now, if you're interested, you got to hurry. Applications are being accepted through August 11th, tomorrow. So you only have one night. You don't got a lot of time to sleep on this. Eh? See the thing, right? I like it. (laughs) Ah, uh, Lord. Jimmy's less than the creative comments, attributes, not commercial, not rude works, not safe, not Come check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, stop by the website, get really calm. Is professional sleeping an actually thing? I think so. And look, three days in a row now, we keep forgetting to tell you that uh, Carol has, has reviewed Marcel in the show, and you need to hear that. So so make that happen. Oh, this fell with shoes on. And if he takes his shoes off, that means he's visiting a family who don't like shoes in their house. It's just how that goes. Drop us a note and tell us what's going on in your world. And if you listened, uh, if you listen to Carol the Cat, make us let us know. It's podcast at geekradio.com. Of course, a voicemail, text message. You need these numbers. 510 G R D. Memorize it. 
Welcome to Nerd School. Nerd. Scat. Skedaddle. Adios. Arrivederci. Ciao. Aloha. Bug off. Want 500 bucks? Sure. How about three? $300? Yeah. Three's fine. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. I want you to check up on them every 30 minutes. Check up on them? Yeah, make sure they are all right, make sure they are fed, make sure they go to bed, you know, these things. Sir, I can send out for a babysitting service. No. I don't trust babysitters. What about him? What makes you think you can trust him? Tell me that's not a face you can trust. I'd love to help you with your problem, sir. But unfortunately, I'm here alone. 100, 200, 300. Here you are. I thought you said 500. No, I said 300. No, sir. I distinctly heard you say 500. Are you calling me a liar? No, sir. What I'm saying is that you accidentally forgot that the first thing you said was But 500. what I last said was 300. And what you say last is what counts. Well, then, if you say 500 one last time, we have a deal. You f***ing with me, Bendel? No, sir. But I'm by myself, and looking after your kids is a pain in the ass I don't need. Are you calling my kids a pain in the ass? Why, no, sir. Not the kids. It's the situation that is a pain in the ass. No, you were right the first time. They're a pain in the ass.